Let's get nuts. Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo, and this week, the not-so-stereotypical millennials will be heading back to 1989 with Tim Burton, Batman, and Joker, and a few other characters along the way as well. This week, I'm lucky enough to be joined by... Michael R. Power. Ian Walter. And Wife Power. Wife Power, thank you for joining us once again. Thanks for joining us on our Moon Knight Episode 2 recap as well. Um, We are going through, after watching The Batman and getting into big detail about that movie and pretty much everybody enjoying it, we thought it's a great chance to go back and watch these classic Batman films as well, starting with the two Tim Burton ones in 1989, The Batman, pretty much one of the biggest uh, superhero blockbusters until the MCU came around. It was a phenomenon um, as close as you could get to a cultural phenomenon in this type of blockbuster since Star Wars, I would say maybe Indiana Jones would be in there, but the Batman was sort of this Deadpool thing that kicked off a whole bunch of merchandising and stuff that we hadn't really seen since Star Wars was around. Now for me, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I it's over a decade since I've seen this movie, probably closer to 15 years. Um, I don't know who wants to go first for what they thought about the movie uh, overall before we get into any more like smaller details. Mike, why, why don't we start with you, actually? Yeah, obviously, we we were too young to have seen the movie right when it came out and caught this movie mostly on, you know, reruns on TV, as, mm-hmm. you know, kids catch a lot of classic movies. But for some reason... Batman Returns seemed to be the one that was played a lot more. Well, I guess the reason is, you know, it had more colorful characters and everything, but it was the one played a lot more for kids on the sort of kid movie channels that you watched and it would edit out the violent parts. It's really strange if you're seeing it on kids channels because (laughs) Batman Returns is not a kids movie. No, no, but you know, they would, it's like how we watched happy Gilmore endlessly when we were little kids that couldn't, they would edit out the swear words and stuff like that. Right. Like, Batman Returns, I watched, you know, very young. We all probably did. And I think they would edit out some of the violence. Um, but we still watched it. And that was the one I liked a lot, a lot, a lot, lot more than this one. And this one I'd only seen a handful of times growing up. I obviously knew about the great performances by all the actors. Obviously, it was directed by Tim Burton. But to be honest, I never had... Even the Schumacher Batmans were more marketed to us in our age so i never really had too much affinity for this movie we were too young i think other than just like it's one of those classic movies but yeah it wasn't wasn't uh huge for me i have to admit and and so i hadn't seen it in a long 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 time since those tv reruns and so rewatching it was fun yeah it was cool did you enjoy your time with it (laughs) we'll get into details but overall my 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 thought my like number one thought was like Wow, Tim Burton really was not interested in making a Batman movie. He really just wanted to make a Joker movie <laughs> and, you know, with sprinkled in some Batman. That was my thought. And eh, that's, you know, we got we got the movie we got. It's to me it's it's like a Joker movie called called Batman. I yeah, I would love to see the screen time. There's a point in the movie where I'm like, "Oh wow, Batman came once and he hasn't come again in what seems like half an hour." And like, "Oh, 
Bruce Wayne, we, we haven't even seen, like we saw Batman and then we saw a bunch of Joker stuff and we hadn't even seen Bruce Wayne. It's like half hour into the movie, you know? So there's oh, weird yeah, stuff like that. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird stuff like that, but it's good what you got. It's just, it's just, I would like more Batman in my Batman movie. In and, a way, the uh, the movie assumes that you know Batman, like you you're yeah, aware of Batman's existence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mina, what do you think of Batman 1989 overall? I really like it. Um, similar to Mike, it's not my favorite of the Tim Burton ones. Um, and yeah, it's like you get more. It's like it's the first Batman movie but they take liberties with like, you know who the Batman character is already. And they're more focusing on like the Joker's origin story. So like really, like I agree with Mike, it really does seem more like it's a Joker. It's more weighted heavily towards the villain than it is like the Batman arc. Um, But yeah, it's, it's still good. Some of the like, interactions with oh, i forget her name now but kim basinger's character Nikki vale yes Nikki. um you could it's like it's funny how like the movie's not that old but it's like the like gender like that stereotype gender politics like, is weird in the movie for yeah, sure. yeah it's like some it's a there's like a scene where he's talking to her and he just like flat out says like shut up and, like she's like lesser than him and you're just no like, the, the dynamic between bruce wayne and vicky vale is like horrendous for sure <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, very it's, like male toxic like, toxic masculinity kind of thing but yeah yeah would not <laughs> yeah no none of it's not <laughs> fly today but um but it's just yeah it was still it was still enjoyable like there's definitely parts of it i like there's definitely parts that are like weird but that's just like that's just Tim Burton. Like that's what you expect from his movies. Um, yeah, I still I had fun rewatching it. It's been a while, so. Yeah, and I think this was a year after Beetlejuice, which is another Burton and Michael Keaton film, right? So like Keaton has been on record to like have trusted Burton. He wouldn't have taken a Batman role unless he knew like someone like Burton was doing behind it. Like he kind of trusted the vision. And I think in a lot of ways it paid off. Like I think Gotham comes off as more of like a character in the story. You know what I mean? It's like, it really seems like a comic book version of Gotham in a way. Yeah. Just, I was going to say the perform the performances are the thing that stand out to me above the vision, the, you know, the fight choreography, which is whatever, or even the script or even the, it's really the performances that stand out to me in this movie. And just, you know, I give it, I give it more leeway or more credit because it's like the first big budget Batman movie. And you have to remember it was made in the late eighties, right? Like they don't have the technology we had now. So you can't go into it and really compare it to, you know, the Batman movies we have now, which are obviously much better, but for its time, I think it's like, I think it's good for its time. Yeah. Well, for me, it's a definitive Batman. Like it was my Batman of my childhood. Like, yeah, we got the Schumacher films and Batman forever and everything, but like, for me, I'd seen Batman and Batman Returns that many times that it was kind of like the definitive comic book movie for me until the later nineties. I, I find it I find it interesting that um, that uh, Tim Burton, whoever you know, came up with this idea is that like, yes, it's uh, Mike. You're right. I think it's a Joker movie for sure. Um, I don't know if you know him and Jack Nicholson were just like hitting it off, and he's just like, you know what, I'm going to make the movie about you. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but at the same time, I don't know why 
he spends so much time not in his makeup. I don't like that about this. Like, I like why is Joker spending so much time with this really weird looking face? And like, I know that's the point. It's supposed to be kind of shocking, but like, in almost every other iteration, I can't recall. And his name is Jack. His name is just Jack. Jack so Napier. <laughs> yeah. The true murderer behind the Wayne parents. Yeah, well, that too. So. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. He's the yeah. true killer. Did you ever dance joke, with the devil shit. in the pale moonlight? <laughs> but yeah, Dave, it, go on. Sorry. No, I, I just, I find it weird. Like, maybe it's maybe it's the makeup that's off, or maybe it's a, a, a few other things. I just, I don't really like the, the scenes where he's not in his makeup, because it just all looks... I don't know if it's supposed to be creepy or what the deal is, but like, I don't know. I, I just think it's like, just keep him in his makeup. You know, that, that's who Joker is. I could see Tim Burton, like this is just speculation, but I could see Tim Burton judging my other movies just being a lot more interested in the Joker because he's just, you know, look at his filmography and he just sure. seems like, yeah. you know, he likes that kind of stuff. And then I could see someone, uh, Jack Nichols is like, I could see him not wanting to wear the makeup uh, as, or as little as possible and him being a big movie star and just being like, can't my character just like put, you know, skin colored makeup over his Joker makeup for all these scenes? I don't want to, I don't want to go in the chair today sort of thing. You know what I mean? And he's like, okay, Jack, you know, like has that, those vibes to it. Cause you're right. Like it's kind of stupid. It, it, it's just, it, it just, it just doesn't look that great is the problem. I, I love Jack Nicholson in that role. I think that uh, he's hit and miss for me. He's playing like himself, right? Like there's a lot of there's a lot of people that would say, "Well, it's just Jack Nicholson being Jack Nicholson," but I think that's a sign of good casting. I think like he really leans into that that the fact that he's just like an extension of the way he likes to act. Like you know what I mean? It's it's very Jack Nicholson role, but at the same time, I think he sells it pretty hard as like a, a pretty good Joker villain. Like we waited a long time to get to Heath Ledger. You know what I mean? Like he. He was pretty good in the role uh, for like a 1989 film. He was good. Yeah, no, he's great. What did you think, Wife Power, of the Joker performance? It was good. It was just like, it was so much more different than like the modern day Jokers that we have now. Like it was. It was more Batman 66 inspired. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and like he was like obsessed clown with inspired. The, the girl, like dropping off like presents for her and i love um, that scene like it, yeah and like meeting her at the restaurant for like the date night like little things like that it's like he was he was motivated by like a crush more than he's just terrorizing vicky yeah. vale and like, he yeah. doesn't know in that love with her picture and so it's yeah <laughs> like she doesn't really like that's how him and batman sort of get intertwined but it's like he doesn't really know that she's batman's girlfriend he just happens to be terrorizing the one girl that's batman's girlfriend right like it's all kind of like the script that's isn't like, he doesn't really know yeah yeah it's sort of just kind of happenstance the whole thing and what's his big plan even at the end he's just you know the joker the movies we get later i think have, joker's gonna joker right. yeah he's that that's the problem is that is. the joker's gonna joker is basically what his what he is in this movie yeah. like that's oh, all he is he's like oh yeah he's just gonna be the joker which is what i don't know just some like random plan to make people smile and die it's like all right i guess so it, it, it is very 66 which i think is exactly what you said mike to me it felt like it was jack nicholson trying to be 
the Joker from the 66 series from the Adam West series. That's what it felt like. He oh, was yeah. trying to be. Cesar Romero. That's, Cesar Romero. That's how I always forget his name. Um, it felt like he was like still doing something slightly different, but it felt like literally Jack Nicholson with clown makeup on trying to be Cesar Romero. That's what it felt like it was. And like at, in certain scenes, I think it works. And whether he has the makeup on or not in other scenes, I'm like, uh, okay, but it could be just because I'm, because we've been spoiled with, probably the best Batman performance we've had with a, with another Joker, right? So it's kind of hard. I, I'm not well, trying yeah, to compare, sure. and there's no way that you can in 89 to this, but... Um, I don't yeah. know that I want Heath Ledger's Joker in 1989 Batman, to be quite honest. No, I, I wouldn't yeah. want Jack Nicholson no. in The Dark Knight either. You know what yeah. I mean? They kind of fit their respective worlds, but I think they're two wildly different performances. Like you said about Cesar Romero, I could see Heath Ledger drawing inspiration from this Joker, 100%. Like, he definitely embodies a, a little bit of what Jack Nicholson was doing. He just does it in a very different way, in Heath Ledger's own way, and yeah. one that fits the That's script, true. too, yeah. right? But, like, not much of a script to work with, but I think Jack Nicholson, like, crushes his delivery, to be quite honest. Like, I, I love every time he says something. Like, you know, whether it's in that scene, that great scene with uh, Michael Keaton where... Michael Keaton loses his yes. shit too, and he's yeah. like, "You want to get nuts? Let's yeah. get nuts!" <laughs> just, I love that. Like, uh, he was the kind of guy who couldn't hear the train till it was two feet from him. You know what happened to this guy, Jack? Wow. Made mistakes. And he had a... There's lights out! Now you want to get nuts? Come on! Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. <laughs> Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> I love their, their oh, back and forth, God. and they don't even know, like, who, like obviously, uh, Bruce Wayne knows, but uh, Joker doesn't know at that point what they're, who they're dealing with, so it's, let's, it's just... Let's talk about Michael Keaton now, because I want to hear, let's maybe, wife power, Hold on, what one, think one more Keaton? comment about the Joker before we go to Keaton, because, Dave, you mentioned it, like, the, the you didn't like the face, mm-hmm. and I think that's the one thing that they might have, like screwed up on on in this one with the joker is they didn't really need to give him like the like i don't know what the word is like the the prosthetic face like jack nicholson has enough of an animated face oh that's true like um willem dafoe being hidden with the power ranger mask and yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so it's like the same thing with like like with heath ledger it's like they didn't they didn't alter his face they just casted an actor that had a very like Unique well, kind of a little bit of alteration in that character. Not not yeah. as much as like Jack Nicholson. Like they they and that's why his face looks so odd when he puts on like the skin colored makeup because it's not natural. It's like they've actually like added prosthetic. I looked it up after, and they've like added prosthetic onto his face to make the like smile and the way that the cheeks form. And I think it would have looked better if they just had. Just had him do that himself, right? And hold that look kind of. Yeah. But she's more than capable of. 
which he exactly. is exactly yeah, that's that's her, yeah. i think that's me i think that's your point exactly i think that's exactly it is it's a good point it's definitely a design choice i think it's a, it's definitely a design choice but also i like how the the elements of the story that do tie in with that are like he's poisoning cosmetics and like the fact that everyone's going to end up with that face and they, they end up eating it he he obviously survived but like everything else using those chemicals is killing off people and i love that part of it where the the news team are not using any sort of facial cosmetics or anything because they're just scared of being poisoned so they just look you know this is after one of them already keeled over right so they just look haggard because they don't know what to do like no makeup that 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 i i i like that little that scene there like with the with the anchors and stuff but i just like does did i miss something or doesn't doesn't um Batman say at one point he's like he realizes that it only activates with like a certain combination of things and it's like why is it so specific to that did I miss something here it feels like why wouldn't you want it to make it why wouldn't if you're evil why wouldn't you want it to just make it it's gas it kills people like why does it have to be like a combination of all these things when it's like hairspray plus this plus that plus that it's overcomplicating like, I guess yeah. <laughs> it's like are you just trying to kill uh female anchors on tv like is that your goal here like i don't i don't understand <laughs> felt weird <laughs> you're only trying to kill the one percent that use all these things exactly together. don't think about it too much dave <laughs> i just it's like he's only he's only trying to kill tv anchors that's all it seems like female tv anchors that's it <laughs> yeah does that make it more scary though? <laughs> well, it's more predictable. Anyways, I just thought that was strange. Okay, uh, Mike, you said you said uh, uh, Keaton as Batman. Keaton, Batman. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? Because it's a weird, it's a, it's a it's a it's a weird choice. To be honest, um, he's not the person that typically picture Batman. To me, it's not like I don't know. It, it, I think he's good. He's a good actor. And that role will always have nostalgia for me. So I'll always like it. It's sort of, and so it is sort of like an inspired out there kind of choice. And he does a good job. He's not my favorite Batman. Um, but I think, you know, again, the suit looked a lot of rubbery. Uh, but, you know, it's the 80s. So I'm trying not to be too hard on it. It still did look cool and did look good. And I liked it had the old symbol with the yellow in the middle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just I wonder what you guys think about about Keaton. I thought I thought that classic that. Batman logo. Yeah, exactly. Well, one you mentioned the suit. It feels like he's in a Halloween costume. Like he can't move. I don't understand how <laughs> yeah. he could possibly he even neck. hear yeah. in that suit. I don't like. It just seems like he's he's just wearing this big piece of rubber around his head, which is probably exactly what it is. Um, I like him. I I think he's great. At the time, though, I do understand why it would have been so out there to pick him for sure especially based on like you just saw beetlejuice like could you imagine at the time only really knowing him let's say like let's say we were you know 12 years old and we saw or 13 years old or something and we saw beetlejuice and go beetlejuice is batman like it would seem strange Beetlejuice and mr mom and mr uh most well-known roles before he was yeah so hey robert pattinson was the shiny vampire before he was but but (laughs) pattinson had had at least you know, five, seven years of serious roles and building up his resume a little bit, you know, like I could see it a little bit more. We sort of associated with that. And a lot of people did associate that, but Keaton was to me, I mean, sure. We were not old enough to see it when it, when it came out in theaters, but like I could see the people assuming that it was a stretch to pick him for sure. 
Um, but I like him. I think he's great. And I, I don't know. I, I see him in I see him in this movie and then I see him in Birdman, which to me is an incredible movie. Um, and his acting chops yeah, have good. just gotten better over the he's years. Batman, Birdman, he's Birdman, he's Vulture. He just loves birds of prey. He likes the birds. <laughs> but but Birdman is very much like he it's funny because it's it's about an old actor who used to play a superhero called Birdman. And it's very much like it almost feels like a commentary on, on this character. And See, it's that's perfect. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's like perfect casting. It is. And <laughs> yeah. and again, I, now it makes me want to watch that movie again because I think it's incredible. But um, anyways, I, I like him as it, but I can see I can see why it's uh, it could have felt strange. Well, to that point, though, there's like with Edward, uh, sorry, uh, Robert Pattinson, <laughs> Edward Cullen, um, you know what I mean? Um, you know, like there were definitely people that could have called that. Whereas like back in 89, there's no one calling that it's going to be my exactly. It's complete exactly. like left field. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, that is a good point. But I, I, to that point, like, I think he showed his range in that moment. Like, I think he showed, he got nuts. Of the series. So. <laughs> yeah. He went nuts. He went nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird, it was such an interesting Bruce Wayne. Anyways, wife power. What did you think of, of, I always remembered liking him, but again, most of my memories are around the second movie. I really liked him as Bruce Wayne. I wasn't crazy about him as Batman, and I don't know if it's more towards Dave's point of, like, he couldn't move in the suit. Like, he couldn't do anything. Like, he was, it was almost like you could have replaced him with a potato and the scene would have played out <laughs> the exact same way. Like, well, whenever there was like a punch or a kick, it seemed to just like cut to like an arm going. You yeah, know what I mean? probably like couldn't, it, they probably couldn't film any action in the suit, right? Like, there was no action in the suit. Yeah. Like it literally, like he literally couldn't move. It was no like wide shots. At least. Either him, like with his arms out, just like floating, like floating down or floating back up. Or he, I think he had one scene where he like kicked someone. I thought yeah. he was going to like fall over, <laughs> but it's just like, <laughs> and then it was like, there was a, it was, but they were in the factory when, um, before Jack became the Joker and they were up on the ledge mm-hmm. and it was like, the cop was like calling up to him and Michael Keaton couldn't like physically like because when someone's like talking to you it's like you usually turn and be like who is that and it's like you could tell he physically can't move because it's like you see his eyes shift but nothing else like his entire body just stays like straight like not even like the tiniest little motion and and i think now like how we see it stands out so much more than it did to us like back in the day like when we used to watch these movies and yeah it just it ruined batman a little bit for me that's fair it it takes away the the illusion a little bit but i i remember when they had um batman begins i think people were saying like oh his his suit is so stiff or whatever yeah and then you compare it to this you go it was it was nothing that was it was fine <laughs> it was fine <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> yeah he like he physically can't move like it's like he's in like a full body cast and just <laughs> they have him on like ropes and that's all he could do and has like big rubber fake abs <laughs> on the costume like that stood out as like what oh it's 100 like, percent halloween costume. The comic right <laughs> yeah you know, so yeah so the <laughs> credit of the design though like even though we know it's rubber i would have never questioned the suit's abilities until it's really in batman returns when he rips it off when 
his head at the you know towards the end where you can really go okay well fine he's ripping rubber but like that's not supposed to be how the suit's going across right it's supposed to be much more durable Mm -hmm. and you know bulletproof yeah i I mean i i think that that the the silhouette of the suit the way that they've made it look like i think still looks cool still looks very like interesting and everything it's very comic booky but it's also a little bit campy at the same time it's it's dark but not I, i i like that and like you mentioned the sort of the logo on the chest i think really pops because it's just like the design of the logo and the design of the suit i think the whole thing still kind of looks cool but it looks cool like in a screenshot not in the action scenes <laughs> that's the thing yeah i will say i think it's something that movie maker like hollywood has sort of learned over time which was like in this movie they were like look at the comic book we have to make the movie look exactly like that whereas nowadays yeah. they take a look at the comic book and they're like okay how would this work in the real world and how would we make this you know fit the real world they don't they're not like it felt like they were like so like stuck on like it has to look exactly like it looks in the comic and then make that work as opposed to like make the aspect of the of it work in the real world which is what they do now kind of with like the with the new batman suit and so they had to sort of learn that i think and they kind of i think yeah i think part of that might have been like wanting to stick so much closer with the look of things to the source material is that like that's how you also sell it at the same time to a larger audience Mm -hmm. and sell it to the people that are going to help you make the the movie too which which makes sense yeah the design works for me from a late 80s early 90s perspective like the the last big comic book blockbuster was superman in 1978 and then he had a slew of sequels and like that was directly off the comic book like page as far as aesthetic so i understand if like for better or for worse the comic book movies of the 90s were shaped by superman and batman and how they kind of just aesthetically looked like versions of the comics you know what i mean so like it was more so like building an action set piece around like the aesthetics and and then you know We'd said Gotham as a character. Also, we didn't really mention the the score in this film. So I mentioned Spider-Man earlier. Danny Elfman, the great Danny Elfman, did the score for Spider-Man in 2002. And he also did this this great score for the Tim Burton films. Now, that score also made its way onto the beloved Batman animated series. So there's a lot to love about that main Batman yeah, theme that became the theme of Batman until like we started getting like, you know, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises now the Batman. So all these other themes are coming out, but that was like the Batman. It was the one for a decade, probably. And, and, and you know what, too, is is that um, if you look at the animated series, a lot of the way that it looks is based off of these movies as well. Like it has a similar yeah, tone. Yeah, I agree with that. Like the, the Batmobile, maybe not quite, but... The suit is very similar, you know, you know, obviously the Joker looks different and stuff, but like the sort of tone of Gotham is is somewhat similar. And the one thing that I thought was really strange with the way that they what they chose to do with Batman is that it seems like he's OK with like killing people because he <laughs> drops a guy off a ledge at one point. He fires the 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 you know the 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 rider. I guess I don't. Know, I can't remember. It's called the the night. I don't know if it's called night rider. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Where he uh, he basically shoots at Joker at the end of the movie. He's basically just ready to shoot him. And I'm just like, is this is is yeah, this explained just, as to why he's doing this? He's like, down to clown. He's, he's down to kill the clown. He's not as concerned with uh, yeah exactly. 
He's not as concerned with killing people, for sure, 100%. Yeah, but I think they kind of avoid the subject. They're just like, yeah, he's, he's doing Batman shit. Yeah, he's just pissed, so fuck it. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> talking about in the Batwing, like the plane? Batwing, that's what it was. Batwing? Yeah, the one scene where he's in the where he goes back to the factory at the end, he just blows up an entire factory of people. Yeah, <laughs> because like the Batmobile is is quite a crazy design for this. It was like the the ultimate Batmobile until like you know pretty much the definitive Batmobile. Still my favorite Batmobile. It's still my favorite one. I think it's the coolest looking Batmobile, even compared to the new ones. It is it, really it's cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. stylized, right? It, like it's like that's the kind of like Tim even Burton the vision that is- works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like an F1 car. I mean, it's like a Corvette or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's cool. F- F1 awesome. car with a big wing on the back like that. Yeah, that is what it looks like. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's great. Yeah, it's the best West one in my opinion. And yeah, the Batwing having guns like Batman's not supposed to use guns. Like they, it's like it's like it. Yeah, it's just like they didn't totally understand everything about the character like like they do now. You know what I mean? And so you gotta yeah. just accept some of that stuff. But I just got to say that shot of him flying the Batwing down towards Joker and then Joker comically pulling out that huge pistol out of his <laughs> pants like that. That was a great scene for me. And then even it gets a little homage in The Dark Knight, which is like the one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. Right. Where they clearly call back to like that kind of moment with Joker and Batman. I never thought of that. That's a good point. Streets. I never thought that it was actually really yeah, similar. Yeah. I mean, I th- this is where it goes like straight. 1966 for Batman for me is that he has this giant gun down his pants and it just takes out a plane basically. It's like plane, yeah. you almost expect like a flag to pop out the end. I wish say, that like, was, that's what it was. Like, <laughs> I wish that's what it, it it just said bang and then the and then the plane just falls anyway. Like <laughs> no, there are so many cartoony moments. Like he uses like the boxing glove to like destroy the TV, or he uses the like clown shock thing to like kill that guy but not just kill him like bring his body to like a Scorch skeleton his body also his body is all on fire yeah his yeah, body's his body all on, on fire, fire but like his his suit is fine like it's just his body that goes on yeah, fire. yeah and like <laughs> that stuff is that stuff is cool but then what's lame is the way joker dies in the end it was like man they had all these fun <laughs> ideas and cool things but it's like he just dies by like wrapping his legs around a statue as he's like dangling and he's like slowly slipping off i was like oh this this is not a great climax out like a chump. <laughs> but yeah and they're just like dangling on the ledge batman just dangling on the ledge getting pull himself up probably because of the suit weighs 100 pounds <laughs> but uh it's not very batman like of him at the end i was like this is not very batman like of uh of our, of our hero here what that end, did but. remind me of though is when he's like hanging off the the ladder or the, the helicopter thing is may, again maybe this is just a coincidence but i find it hard to believe that it is but it, it reminded me of the shark jumping onto batman in this in the adam west series yeah. that's what it reminded me oh, of okay. but it was joker yeah. trying to hang on with like the the Batman and the statue, I know that's what it reminded me. Of. Yeah, dangling off long ladders from helicopters is totally Batman sixty six. Like I definitely thought you were going to bring up the Dark Knight because when he when he attacks him, like he's got all those hostages, he's definitely dangling at one oh, point. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was like, uh, but he saves them, right? So no, nah, but specifically a ladder, like a rope ladder, like or like a ladder off a helicopter is definitely like super campy. You know, that was the Thanos copter, right? Yeah. <laughs> it had yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah. Any any thoughts, wife power on the way Joker went out or anyone else? <laughs> Honestly, we just watched it like a week ago and until you just 
mentioned it now, I actually forgot how he died at the end of the movie. So I think that like speaks to it too. Like it's yeah. just like unmemorable. It's just yeah. yeah, it's not like a Yeah, it was no Hans Gruber a year before. <laughs> yeah, heard, exactly. You know, and, uh, same that same kind of shot, but it was a different feel mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, but, it, um... you're right. It's not that memorable. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, usually there's like in a good written story, there's like something that comes around in the end that he uses or you know, something and it's just like so random. He just like ties his leg to the statue. <laughs> like <laughs> it's so just not, It's so just I don't know. It just stood out to me as like super lame. I, I wonder if it's just like they're working within a certain budget and all that, and they just have to sort of find yeah. something. Like, I'm sure there's limitations to what they had to do, but also like I don't mm-hmm. how limited could it be? It's Tim Burton. It's Michael Keaton. It's Jack Nicholson. Like they obviously had something going it's just kind of like, like oh here's where the movie has to end like the clamp to the top and end here. i think they prioritized the action mm-hmm. and the aesthetics and it was more so like let's bring a comic yeah, book that's to a good life. point and to be honest like to its credit i will say like it had a very basic hero villain like three-act structure like hero's arc like it kind of you know a, different from the comics set up the villain and the hero to be connected by you know legacy by the parents the wayne parents and then you know, and then by making Joker fall in love with Vicky Vale, even tied it together in the present, you know, where they're both kind of coming together with this damsel in distress at the, the top of a tower. So it's like, it's very like classic, you know, what they thought a comic book represented at that time. And it's just, you know, comics have come a long way, but like a lot of them are just like, yeah, punch them in the, punch the bad guy in the face. And <laughs> a lot like, of those let's, old ones. Yeah. Let's get this done. You know what I mean? Like, so, so there's a lot of comic book nature in that. And I don't think like, so that's why I think when people are comparing these Batman films, it's not just about Batman and how Batman comes across, but like what were they going for in the times? Cause like you wouldn't find a movie made today, anything like Batman 1989 and you wouldn't find, you know, Batman, you know, the other way around. So like, you just, like, I don't know. It, it fits that kind of era for me as a comic book movie, but it's, they're wildly different today. Yeah. 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 Source mm-hmm. material yeah. changes, right? Because like, we're not, Oh yeah, hundred percent. You have to pick an angle that you're going to go at it. Yeah. And, and we're not, you know, in this movie and any superhero movie that would have come out in the early nineties and late eighties, you're not working with the quote unquote rad nineties, you know, where spawn happened and all these other types of characters and storylines that were just like a little bit more, I guess the edgy stuff started to happen a little bit more in the nineties and they have none of that to work with before this. Right. Unless well, even they did comic books thing. being like comic books being like quote unquote more intellectual mm. medium, like that didn't happen until like Frank Miller and uh, Alan Moore with Watchmen kind of came around. And now comic books are, you know, can be very intellectual and very deep and have meanings. Whereas Ian is right. Like you read all those old seventies comics and it's like every issue is like, there's a new bad guy and he, you know, there's a damsel in distress or a school bus in distress or whatever. And the superhero (laughs) comes and punches the bad guy in the face and saves the day, you know, and it's like rinse, repeat next month's issue, right? Different bad guy. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what, it's classic. basically what the movie was like you know classic way, right? punch so, in the face yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's fair enough um so now we uh we move on to uh batman uh batman returns i think we have probably i th- i think i mean mike for you you said it's one that you experience even more more often i think ian uh it pairs these two together and watch them over and over again and um 
Yeah, hey, they double well, down was... on it. Like I'm not gonna lie, like they yeah. go for the big. Sequel. Yeah, your no, no your enjoyment of these there. movies now is gonna depend on your nostalgia of them. Right. Right. So that's why, like, we're probably like Ian's probably a lot higher on this movie than we are because of the stronger nostalgia. Maybe it has to do with the fact he's you know just a few years older than us. But I think for us, still remember the VHS. Yeah, for for me, and I don't know, you guys are the same. I have much more nostalgia for Batman Returns, so I'm definitely excited. I, to I have very little because I remember at the time, like when we were watching this on reruns and all those types of things, and my cousin who had the VHS tapes and stuff, I actually remember not enjoying, as a kid, not enjoying Returns, I think because I thought it was darker and wasn't as fun. I haven't mm. seen it in so long. I'm actually very interested to see what I think of it now because... I, yes, it took me maybe 15 years, 20 years to, re, to rewatch this movie. It's been longer since I've seen Returns, and especially from start to finish. So I'm very interested to see where where it goes watching these two back to back. And Wife Power, what about you? Any any uh, preview to what Returns could could have in store for you? <laughs> like before Christian, the Christian Bale series, I this was my favorite Batman movie. Okay, like hands down. Um, I love that the villains like that we've taken a different approach to how we do villains in like comic book movies now. It's like they really do make them super, super campy. Um, but Michelle Pfeiffer's like Catwoman, it's just like we'll get into it when we get into the podcast. But that this was my Batman movie growing up. This was this was the one for me. Um I I absolutely loved it. Um so yeah, this uh, Batman Returns definitely holds. I've seen that one like a million times. I've seen this one maybe that maybe th- two or three times, and we just watched it recently. So, um, yeah, that that one definitely holds more nostalgia for me. The crazy thing is, Batman Returns, you get two at least two villains in there, like two recognizable, very character forward. Uh, one note or some somewhat one note villains, but then you look at forward to the most recent, the Batman. And we got even more villains in that one. And somehow they still made it, you know, yeah. grounded and epic. And you know, we've we've obviously had an episode gushing over the Batman, but like just seeing how they were able to manage those villains in '92 for Batman Returns makes yeah, me excited. Exactly. Um, and until we hit up uh, Batman Returns, Mike, what's uh, what's happening? Where's everyone following our our shenanigans? Yeah, you can find all of our content on social media at Day Back In. That's the best place to uh, find us and follow along and find all our various um, Extra Life pages and Patreon pages, uh, patreon.com slash day actually. And find us on your podcast app of choice, rank, review, subscribe. It all helps. And as always, Mike, as you mentioned, Good Pods is a great place to find all the uh all the cool like sort of smaller podcasts i guess you could call it but it's a cool way to sort of find different groups and different pages and stuff like that too so it's it's been fun using that over the last few months as well and uh and that's pretty much it so next time we're going to hit up that check out the rest of our uh, moon night uh, episode by episode breakdowns on patreon as well first two are on our main feed and uh and until that time everybody thanks for listening gentlemen and wife power thank you for joining me we'll see you next time